You're listening to Podcast PXN, PlayStation, Xbox, Nintendo. Let's do this. What's up, guys? Welcome to Podcast PXN, episode 58. I am one of your hosts, Daniel Prindle, a.k.a. Dan is DTM on Twitter, and I am joined over Discord by the pride of PlayStation, Sean Babiak, that is not here right now because he's going to be late, ladies and gentlemen. So uh, bear with us. Hopefully he'll join us. And the Nintendo aficionado, Roro. Thank you, Roro, for actually actually being on time to the show <laughs> thank you thank you no problem <laughs> <laughs> oh gosh uh we are still giving away t-shirts to anyone who participates in the live youtube chat for our episode 50 celebration so drop a comment in there while we are recording live to get a free t-shirt Thank you to everyone watching us live and participating in the chat. Just as a reminder, we are live each and every Wednesday at 8 p.m. Eastern time on YouTube. Just search Podcast PXN and you will find us on there. The topic of the show this week, Roro, is some discussion on game development woes uh, between a couple of hotly anticipated games by our panelists, uh, as I would say. Uh, But first, the show always starts with the PXN News of the Week, so let's go ahead and jump right in. Roro, the first item on the PXN News of the Week is a Nintendo news story. This is a... Not safe for work one, I guess. I don't know. Uh, so Su- Super Smash Brothers Ultimate has removed Steve's meat from the windscreen. So Steve is Steve from from Minecraft. And uh, apparently his celebration after getting a win, they put the piece of meat that's in Minecraft in a position that <laughs> that is essentially insinuating some kind of, you know, thing coming out of his body. So just use yes. your imagination there. Uh, it's, it was his meat. Yeah, his meat. <laughs> uh, so, yeah, this is uh, kind of an interesting one, I guess. Uh, I, I kind of threw this in here as like a curveball. Uh I'm just surprised, like, this is from Nintendo. How does nobody at Nintendo see this, Roro? Yeah, I mean, they're usually so strict with stuff like that. But, it, it, yeah, it's interesting that this was able to get out the gate and actually be in the game <laughs> yeah. for a little bit. But they were, they were pretty quick to fix it. Um, I don't know if you saw the interview that happened with Phil Spencer and another uh, journalist where he brought it to the attention of Phil Spencer that this was happening. And he was like, that's surely going to be fixed. Yeah. <laughs> it was like it was, it was a really funny uh, little uh, uh, interview there, but yeah, they they got on top of it. But it was it was <laughs> definitely funny while it lasted. And it was yeah. again, like you said, it's hard to like. How did they not see this? Yeah, I have no idea. Like, they had to have had so many testers playing this freaking game and win with Steve at some point, right? Yeah. Like, and be like, maybe we should change that yeah maybe make it the pickaxe instead or right and, and it's literally freaking meat it's called meat like <laughs> yeah. how do you oh i don't i don't know how they missed that uh, but yeah funny news story yeah uh roro some more nintendo news hyrule warriors age of calamity demo has been uh, made available today uh, I have not had a chance to check it out. I don't know. I don't know if I will check it out. I wasn't really too keen on the first game. It's just I don't know. It's not my cup of tea. 
Um, have you checked it out or are you interested in checking it out at all? Yes. Yeah. So I have not checked it out, but I am interested in checking it out. Sweet. Um, I'm glad that the demo came today. That Nintendo Direct came out of nowhere <laughs> as well. Right. It was a partner direct, so it's obviously on the smaller side as well. But um, yeah, yeah I'm, I'm definitely excited to play it come November. And I'm glad this demo is here just to solidify if I really am going to pick it up uh, when the release date hits just to test it out and stuff because I, I didn't play the first one. So I'm not too sure if I'm going to enjoy this sort of gameplay style, but it looks like something that I would definitely be into. Sweet. Awesome. Uh, so look forward to that, ladies and gentlemen, to play some Hyrule Warriors. Uh, moving on, No Man's Sky, the next generation, uh, is apparently the name for the next generation version of No Man's Sky, which is going to be a free upgrade for people who own the PS4, Xbox One, or PC versions of the game. It's going to be uh, upgrading to PS5, Series X, slash X, and PC, respectively. So uh, if you already own it on any of those platforms, it'll upgrade and follow you to next gen, which we've talked about this before. There's quite a few games out there that are supporting these free upgrades, which is a great thing. Uh, unfortunately, not everyone is doing this, but... Uh, very, very mad props to uh, Sean Murray and, and Hello Games for giving us continuous content for No Man's Sky ever since the original debacle of this game being, you know, revealed. And it was a bit of a disaster at launch, but they've really, I, I think they've done a great job at adding so much content and adding so much value to this game that at this point, you should just pick it up just to, you know, experiment with it. Um, yeah. I don't know. Did you buy this on PS4, Roro? Or yes, I did. I, I bought it at, at launch, actually, <laughs> when it, it wasn't in its best state. And I, I actually enjoyed it. I, I thought it was, I had a good time with it. I, I surprisingly got pretty close to getting a lot of the trophies on that list, like when it first came out. And then and I just eventually fell off. But I enjoyed my time with it. But I, I absolutely understand where all the hate and anger was coming from because the game that they delivered on day one was not what they advertised and promised, but they've definitely made good on their promises and all these expansions and free updates have been awesome for that community. And I've jumped in a couple of times every time they uh, add something new and it's like almost like a completely different game sometimes. It's like, it's crazy how much they've changed since they first initially reached it. And I completely agree. If you haven't picked it up yet, then you should definitely Check it out for sure, especially uh, if you have an Xbox or Game Pass. It's free on there. You could just try it out there. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I'm glad that they're doing this free upgrade because I I think I would love to play it on my PS5 or your Series X someday for sure. Yeah. Uh, I didn't even realize that it's on uh, Game Pass. So you yeah, just it was pretty recent. Yeah. Oh wow. So you just enlightened <laughs> me. So that's awesome for people picking up Series S or X. You got a game on day one. There you go. Awesome. Uh, moving on, Roro, to some PlayStation news. Spider-Man, Miles Morales actor, ne uh, I'm going to butcher his name, Najee Jeter? Najee Jeter, yeah, that's how I would say it. <laughs> okay. Uh, found out he would uh, star in the new Miles Morales spinoff at the launch party for 2018's Marvel Spider-Man, uh, which I thought was kind of crazy that... Uh, you know, they're launching their brand new Spider-Man game. They're not sure what the reception is going to be like. They don't know it's going to be super popular. Obviously, Spider-Man's a popular character, but 
there's no way they could foresee how popular the game would actually become. And this is awesome that they kind of dove right in from day one and is probably the reason why we have Miles Morales at launch for PS5. Otherwise, probably wouldn't have been ready by now. Um, so yeah. this is kind of cool. Uh, what, what, were, what was your reaction to this, Roro? I thought it was a cute little story, like how he was like trying to play it cool. He said he was like, uh, yeah, I'll get back to you with my agent. I, I'd like to do it, but well, let me get back to you. But inside he was like, yes, yeah. this is awesome. <laughs> but um, yeah, like you said, I, it's it's crazy that at the launch of the PS4, they're already talking about next game, next DLC. Um, like you said, probably the reason why we're getting it so soon because they just started working on it right away. Um, which is interesting to think about the DLCs that they did for that game like where did that fit in and all that stuff but yeah um i don't know how development works but <laughs> it's, it's really cool to see um that work that that it's really cool to hear about that story that little inside baseball sort of thing but i'm just so excited for this game oh yes. my god we're so close yes and and with the news that we'll talk about here in a little bit i think miles morales may be my game of the year just just knowing how much I loved the original Spider-Man, because uh, that was my 2018 game of the year over God of War, even, and I believe it was top of the year list as well. Yes, I don't. I think it was my game of the the year as well. Yeah. I'm much, I'm much. Sure. Yeah. But yeah, it's it's hard to remember if I chose God of War or or that game. But yeah. Yeah, so I mean, this game we just we can't wait for it. It's gonna be yes. it's gonna be good. So. Uh, and following up on that Roro, we got a confirmation that Prowler has been confirmed for Spider-Man Miles Morales, and this comes from a comic issue that I guess had art of him in it, and then uh, Insomniac basically came out and said, yeah, he's in it. Uh, he's one of the bad guys or whatever. Uh, I guess I'm not... I don't know a whole lot about the back back lore and stuff like that for uh, the Spider-Man comics. Do you know anything about Prowler or like, you know, what, um, how big of a villain he is in the Spider-Man universe? Um, I don't know too much about him. Uh, my introduction to him was actually from, uh, from the movie, from the Spider-Verse movie. I didn't really know too much about him until that. I, so I've seen some art of him, but I, I, I haven't seen him a lot in the comics. He has been around for a while, though, like even in the original Spider-Man comics way back when in like the, I don't know, the 80s and 60s, I guess. But um, yeah, obviously he's changed a lot since then. But yeah. what I was curious about is, is if he's always Miles' uncle, like that's always his secret identity. And according to this Wikipedia article, uh, oh, not, not all the time, actually. No, because oh. Miles Morales didn't always exist in the 60s. So that obviously doesn't make sense. But um, yeah. Right now he is in the current comics, but in the past he he wasn't. So it'll be interesting to see if this this guy is going to be related to Miles in any way. Interesting. Interesting. Yeah. So because some people believe that the main bad guy for this might be Miles's mom for some reason. Really? Or not not Miles's mom. Um, what? I, I did read that somewhere. Okay. But people think it might be uh, Yuri from the police force. Yuri. Okay. But I did see that somewhere. I was gonna say. Well, like Miles' mom is running, running for, for mayor, and now she's what? destroying the city. She's trying to protect. Yeah, I, mean, I, I did see. I did read that somewhere, though. I mean, I guess it's not completely absurd because I guess <laughs> Osborne, uh, 
That's uh, true. Norman yeah. Osborne was running for uh, mayor at one point, but yeah. I don't know. That just that seems a little outlandish, but I don't know. <laughs> I guess we'll see. We shall see. Yeah. Uh, Roro, uh, we have a new confirmation of the full PlayStation Plus collection being revealed and also November PlayStation Plus games that were revealed. So the interesting thing here is, so the PlayStation Plus collection, for anyone who doesn't know, is the collection of PS4 games that they're giving to people for free with PlayStation Plus on PlayStation 5 that they can play on day one. Um, so these games are Bloodborne, Days Gone, Detroit Become Human, God of War, Infamous Second Son, Ratchet and Clank, The Last Guardian, The Last of Us Remastered, Until Dawn, and Uncharted 4. And then you have third-party uh, games that are also going to be included in this, which is great as well. Batman Arkham Knight, Battlefield 1, Black Ops 3, uh, Crash Bandicoot Insane Trilogy, Fallout 4, Final Fantasy 15. Monster Hunter World, Mortal Kombat X, Persona 5, and Resident Evil 7. A very, very, very strong list, Roro, of, of games from this generation. And people always talk about like going back and playing uh, old consoles and like how many games they get to play. Well, if you do this, you can play them all on day one on PlayStation 5 uh, if you have PlayStation Plus and, and get them all f included, which, I mean, that's a great deal. Um for all these great games i think the only two like big omissions that i see from this list are uh horizon zero dawn which i think is weird because you'd think that the, yeah you would think you would they would want to market that for um for horizon sequel coming out next year and also that game came out what three years ago so that's kind of bizarre yeah, it's, <laughs> it's pretty uh i guess old at this point yeah yeah, and, that that is weird. <laughs> and Spider Man was the other one, but uh, they probably are doing that because they want to, you know. Faster. Yes. Yeah. So. For sure. I, well, obviously this is a great package, but uh, what are your thoughts on you know the omissions or what you're more most excited to recheck out? Um, yeah, I, I didn't even think about Horizon until you mentioned that. So that is, I do think that is a sad uh, omission, a like, kind of a miss there, but. Um, I think it's a great list. Again, uh, the release of consoles sometimes doesn't come with the best launch uh, games as well. But I feel like both Xbox and PlayStation are doing a really good job in just having a huge library for their day one uh, players to just have access to with Xbox with Game Pass and PlayStation with this collection. I think it's a it's awesome. It's really great. And as with Bug Snacks as well being a PlayStation Plus game, yes. I think that's a great idea. It's going to get like um, I forget what was that game that was PlayStation Plus for, I think Resogun was the game. Yes, correct. And people love that when that came out because again, not a lot of games at the time, but in this case, I think it's a great, a great idea to have it for free in the first month and just get people to play it. Because I feel like a lot of people are like interested, but it's kind of on the fence still. So if anybody picks up the PS5 and they're interested in Bugs next day, they got it right there as well. So I, I think it's great. Yeah, absolutely. And uh, Bug Snacks has had so many memes out there and, th and just like really interesting things. So I, I think that's funny. And that's great that they got that as a day one PlayStation Plus game. Um, and the other two November games they announced were Shadow of War and Hollow Knight, um, which both great games as well. So 
I think Sony has definitely done a better job with uh, PlayStation Plus than Microsoft has done with Games with Gold ever since Game yeah. Pass started because uh, they're obviously pushing more towards Focus Game Pass. Yeah. yeah. So, I, honestly, I think it'll be interesting if Microsoft even does anything for next-gen Games with Gold because I kind of feel like they won't. Um, I, I kind of feel like they're going to essentially phase it out eventually that's the way it feels um, because I don't know. The games with gold games have been awful f- ever since Game Pass started. So, um, but don't you need uh, Xbox Gold to play online? So, or is that nothing? Not something that you need anymore? Yes, yes. You yeah. still need Xbox Live Gold. There was rumors for a little bit there saying that they would get rid of it, but uh, no, that okay. never happened. I feel like they would have to get rid of gold before they to also get rid of games with gold, or else people won't have. I mean, they want to play online. I guess that's that's the reason. But yeah, yeah it'll be interesting to see. Yeah, for sure. Agreed. Um, Roro, we've got more PlayStation news. Uh, the Dual Sense has been getting a lot of hands-on impressions, uh, and people have been using it on the pack-in game for PlayStation Five, which is Astro's Playground, right? Yes. Okay. Astro, Astro, Playroom. Astro Bot Playground, something like that. Yeah. yeah. Uh, and uh, a lot of people have been saying that the controller is a huge like leap forward for for the controller tech and it, essentially they're calling it a next gen controller which is very cool to see and like all of the improvements they made and the new features in this controller i feel like is definitely uh a bigger leap than what microsoft's doing with their controller essentially microsoft's just saying hey we already have a great controller here's a couple of improvements and there you go it's essentially the same controller um whereas i feel like sony's definitely doing more unique things with it which i think is very cool um and everyone's saying that it's like a real hardcore next gen controller is super cool super cool and exciting uh to hear um what are what are your thoughts on on the new controller yeah i'm I'm definitely happy that they decided to go a bit further i guess than microsoft did but again if it's not broke don't fix it, I guess. Yeah. But it's, it's cool that, that uh, PlayStation went the extra mile with certain things. I'm excited to feel it with my own hands someday. I love the... It's grown on me. Definitely the PlayStation designs have grown on me. I still think that the PlayStation 5 is ginormous, and I don't know where I'm going to put it still. Yeah. But I, I do like the white on black now. It's, it's, it's cool. I, I think it's a really cool design. And I saw a lot of pictures of um, the detail that they have on the... The controller where it has like the little sacred symbols on it like x and circles kind of embezzled onto the the grips of the controller i think that's really cool as well yeah that uh, that is unique yeah that was i don't know how i mean obviously you can see it but i I think it's really cool it's a nice nice design there and i'm excited to feel the haptic feedback whenever we start getting that i think that was shown off in astro's playroom a little bit people were talking about that so yeah, I'm I'm very excited to try this out and see if I, I really hope that it doesn't fall off. You know, like there's always the gimmick that comes with the launch of a, a new console for PS4 was the touchpad, I guess. Yeah. And they use that for a couple of games and then it's still used, but not in very creative ways. So I, I hope I feel like they have to use in creative ways. Like the haptic feedback thing is something that is used for guns jamming and there's a lot of creative things that they could do with that. And I hope they stick with it throughout the life cycle. I would hate to see it just go away, I guess. Yeah. 
Yeah, I, I agree completely. And uh, it it is kind of funny. The the haptic feedback is very interesting to me. Um, just from the wide variety of uses that they've described for it, it just sounds super cool. And it, it kind of reminds me of the impulse triggers that Microsoft announced for the uh, Xbox One controller when they originally announced that. And it has different levels of impulse where when you're doing a racing game or whatever, Forza did a really good job with that when you're ter- making a turn and your brakes are like locking up. It, it really does a great job of like simulating that essentially on your triggers, which it actually helps you learn how to do it properly, which is super cool. Um, and yeah, I agree. I hope, I hope the developers actually utilize it. Like you said, um, because oftentimes these kinds of things end up only being used by first party developers because, uh, they obviously have skin in the game at that point. Um, so yeah, I hope third parties use it. Um, obviously the touchpad turned into basically a giant map button for a ton of people. So yeah hopefully that doesn't happen for this stuff but uh it all sounds very cool right now so um roro moving on to our final playstation news story uh no that was a complete lie that's not the (laughs) final one uh there's a new playstation mobile app that is combining everything roro we were just talking about this last week uh how you need like 20 million apps to access everything so messages parties uh account management store all of that are being combined into one seamless playstation app um which is very interesting because the new design language of the new app looks very similar to the xbox the new xbox app the new design that they have which is very interesting obviously they're not copying them because it just came out like a week and a half two weeks ago that they both have been in development for a long time it's just very interesting to me that like the design language looks so similar um i guess there's a lot of ui people out there that are learning from the same places (laughs) taking ideas from one another yeah yeah um so yeah i think that's fantastic uh much needed for us to combine all these things so yes um i don't know if the store was always integrated into the old ps playstation app i don't remember if it was but i'm i'm super glad that it is i'm super glad that got messages back because it was there before and then they removed it yeah (laughs) and now it's back again so I'm, yeah, I'm glad that it's all in one again. I, I, again, I don't know how much I'm going to use use these. I do use them. I have used them in the past. Um, I, I use the Nintendo Switch one very often for Animal Crossing because it's, it takes forever to type anything on your Switch. So I just use my phone. Um, this is going to be great for parties and group chats and stuff like that. If nobody has a really good headphone, they just want to use their phone. I think it's really cool that they that they just have everything all in one. I think it's great that you can manage your storage as well, download and if you're connected to the Wi-Fi. Yes. Awesome. I think it's a great app. And again, features that Microsoft has had on their app already. So it's cool that Sony has gotten back on track with that. Yes, I agree. And it's funny you mentioned that whole managing your storage thing because on the new Xbox app, I was using that uh, uh, last week, I believe. And that is super freaking useful. 
Like it's so much easier to scroll through your your uh, installed items on your phone than it is on the console, and to like manage like remove uh, games and add them and such. And I feel like that's going to become even more important next gen when you you have these one terabyte uh, SSDs and you have like an external storage plugged into it. So moving it from the external to the internal so you can actually play the games will be very important for next gen. So. I, yes, that is a very useful feature for sure. Um, Roro, now we will move on to our final PlayStation news story. Uh, the final PlayStation news story, trophies on PlayStation 5 are being recorded as essentially like a cool video clip moment. Um, and it's very cool. Uh, Greg Miller tweeted about this and showed like a little video snippet of it. Uh, cause he was talking about how he was trying to capture like the trophy progress and he didn't have the, the footage because something messed up or whatever, but then he realized that the trophies and PS five records a whole clip of, and it, it even adds like UI elements, like the, the bottom, it has like a little bar that pops up, uh, and it shows your trophy and everything pop up. I think that's super, super cool. And it looks beautiful. Uh, the only problem I see with this is. I hope they don't do this for every single trophy because you may have a problem. You may have a couple problems, actually. You may have a problem with storage because I have that problem on my Xbox where uh, I hit the record button for the last 30 second clip or whatever, and I hit it so much that I hit my limit of cloud storage. So I worry about that a little bit. And also the other thing I worry about is Microsoft did something similar to this um, when Xbox One was released. They did a essentially thing where uh, developers could program what would uh, trigger the record that function. And anytime you would do an achievement, for instance, uh, I'll give you an example. In Madden, uh, I played Madden that year. It came out. Every single time I got an achievement or a big play or something, it would freaking record it and my entire DVR filled up. And I was like, are you kidding me? Stop recording this. So uh, while I think it looks really cool, I hope it doesn't like turn into like an excessive thing. You know what I'm saying? Not like, yeah, not. Yeah. Like you said, with the Madden example, just not every single thing. Yes. I, I have a feeling that it would be though. Yeah. <laughs> I, I, I feel that it's going to be every trophy that, that pops, unless you maybe you could turn it off or I don't know, like only record silver trophies, only record gold trophies, something weird like that, filter it somehow. Yeah. I have a feeling with that, not, that's not going to be an option, but maybe hopefully. Yeah. Um, but I, I, I agree with you. I think this is an awesome, uh, feature. I, I retweeted that tweet because I thought it was so cool. Yeah. Um, I would love to see that in like story driven games or action games, like where the, where the gameplay is like super heated and you just see the skills going on on the screen. Like what he played was like Astrobot. So it's a little bit more tame, but I'd love to see like, uh, like somebody playing Bloodborne, getting the platinum in Bloodborne, what it took to get that trophy. It will be recorded. It's, it's pretty cool to, to see that. So I, I'm excited for this feature because I, I, I've definitely lost uh, videos of me trying to do really cool stuff. And it's like, dang it, I should have recorded that, recorded that. And they do that now with the pictures. They'd like capture your trophy with a picture, but you kind of want to see what leads up to that. Most of the pictures are really crappy too. Sometimes it's just like a black screen and the trophy or just like you 
crouching or something. Yeah. So it'd be cool to see what leads up to the trophy. For sure. Yeah, I agree completely. Uh, be very interested to see that feature in action. Uh, we have a comment in the chat, Roro. Lana Vines says, Daniel with three exclamation points. What's up, Lana? Thank you for commenting. Uh, I will get you a t-shirt if you want a t-shirt. Just let me know. Uh, moving on, Roro, we have a couple of games that have been getting reviews. Uh, Ghost Runner and Watch Dogs Legion have been getting reviews. Both are doing pretty well right now on uh, Metacritic. Uh, you have Ghost Runner sitting at an 82 overall right now um, on, on PC, on Metacritic. And let me just tell you, this is just a little taste before I, we talk about games we're playing, but this game is super, super unique. And I, I love it. It is really good um, so far. So... Uh, yeah, just as a little taste there, I'm enjoying my time with it, and a lot of people have been positive on it so far in reviews, so that's good. Uh, Watch Dogs Legion also has pretty good reviews right now. It's sitting at 77, so just just below 80 on Metacritic. That's pretty good as well. A lot of people have been praising, uh, obviously, the things we've already talked about, the the uh, mechanic where you can switch between people, any uh, people in the world. That's very cool. I'm very excited about that. Uh, and Watch Dogs 2 was a huge leap forward for me. Uh, personally, I loved like just how big of a leap that was from the first game. So very excited to see uh, Legion uh, when it comes out here. Actually, tomorrow, I think it comes out. So uh, I'll, I'll probably check it out tomorrow when it comes out. But uh, have you... Uh, played or seen anything on either of these yet, Roro? Or uh, obviously I've not seen, Legion, but <laughs> yeah, I, I've seen a couple of. Uh, I watched uh, Andy Cortez's stream on uh, Watch Dogs Legion. Nice, um, and that was pretty fun to watch. Um, I've I've heard good and bad things about Watch Dogs. It's been pretty mixed of what I've seen. It's good to see that Metacritic Metacritic is at a seventy-seven, though. That means that majority think it's at least good. So that is good to hear. But um, yeah, I've heard it's, it can be a little bit buggy at times and just some certain situations weren't ideal. <laughs> yeah. But um, yeah, I'm, I'm still excited to try it out again. I've, like you said, we've talked about this before, that I enjoyed the second game, didn't like the first game. So it's going to be interesting to see where I fall on the, the third one. So I'm, I'm hoping it's more of the second. Uh, yeah. But uh, Ghost Runner, I have not seen a lot of. I know it's like a Katana Zero sort of dash and slash sort of game and it looks it does look fun i've seen the trailers and stuff but i haven't seen much more but uh i'm i definitely want to check that out too it looks like you said unique and fun for sure and i'll have a little bit more to talk about on that in games we're playing so stay tuned for that uh roro moving into our xbox news gears uh i almost said gears of war 5 i hate they changed it's gears 5 okay gears 5 is getting a bunch of additions for the next gen on day one as well as some story dlc that is coming in no uh not november december roro uh so this is interesting uh they have a new game plus that is coming at launch at series x launch uh, that gives you two new difficulty modes, Iron Man and Inconceivable. That sounds scary. Uh, <laughs> new character skins for all the main characters, weapon skins. Uh, any of your Jack upgrades carry over into New Game Plus. Uh, Jack's your um, AI robot that helps you through the campaign. 
they're adding mutators, uh, big head mode, etc., that kind of stuff. New achievements, um, which is obviously good. Get more achievements. Uh, one of the interesting things, though, uh, if you remember a while back, there was people petitioning for Dave Batista to be Marcus <laughs> Phoenix in the Gears of War movie that they're currently producing. And while he didn't get that role, uh, the coalition actually brought Dave Batista in and recorded all of Marcus Lenix, Marcus Lenix, Marcus Phoenix's lines for <laughs> Gears Five, and you can swap him in for uh, Marcus. Fe well, not Marcus Phoenix. Yes. What's his name? Who voices Marcus? I can't think of his name. Uh, you can swap Dave Batista in there instead, which is crazy. That's awesome. <laughs> yeah, that's kind of funny, um, but. I don't know if I don't know. I, I don't know if that would be something I would want because I love Marcus's character and like uh, just that look. He's super gritty and everything, but it is kind of funny that they they did that. Um, and then obviously they're going to have Xbox Series X visual upgrades as well at launch. So that will be good as well. That'll probably be one of the highlights, I would say, because um, Gears always looks really good. Um, but then they have new story DLC that is coming in December as well, which is following a different squad, uh, which is interesting. And essentially they said all, all they can say is the title is Hive Busters, so it might give you a little hint as to what the content might contain. Uh, it'll be available on the new consoles as well, so it'll be optimized for both. So there, teams, there's a team called Team Scorpio, uh, and they don't have an identity essentially in Gears 5, but they do have an, an origin story in Gears of War Hive Busters comics, which is what the Hive Busters name comes from. So uh, people are kind of saying that this team is probably going to be the people you play as. Um, but they said estimated three to four hour campaign for that. So that's very interesting. Um, I don't think. Roro, have you played a whole lot of Gears campaigns? I don't think you have. No. no. Or are you? I, would you be interested in this? Or yeah, I, I've been wanting to try it. I checked uh, um, Game Pass to see if all the games were there. I think only one, three, and five are there. I'm not sure. I, I know it's not all of them, so I, I just decided not to not to do it. Yeah. But I, I do want to. I do want to get into them someday because. I mean, you're on the fifth game. Something must be right about it. Yeah. So yeah, I definitely want to get into it. Um, yeah. So I don't. I don't really have much thoughts on sure. this. Besides, it's good. It's great that the fans are getting more of what they love. So yes, absolutely. Gears three. Oh, it was really good. Really good. Yeah, okay. for sure. Um, but the whole story, I, I love the story. It's almost like we talked about this when I when I said when I professed my love for Saul. And Sean's like, that's just gore, gore, horror, or whatever. Well, Gears of War is very gory as well, but I just love that story. It's, yeah. So, I don't know. Uh, moving on, Roro. Phil Spencer has talked about a possible free xCloud streaming stick to add to their service for customers who uh, are subscribing, which is interesting uh it's essentially giving them another way to get in your household essentially without having to buy hardware uh very in very smart uh essentially this i would think this would be like a fire stick-esque device uh you just plug it in and 
takes you right to your X Cloud. Uh, I think it's a good idea. Uh, even if they price this at like twenty nine dollars or something, I feel like that would do really well as well for you know the casual audience out there. What are your thoughts on that? Yeah, I think this is pretty cool. I haven't heard, I've heard obviously you talking about it now and I see a bunch of other articles about it, but I never really dove too deep into it. But on the surface, this sounds really cool. I think like, a, like you were saying, like a fire stick, like a Google Chrome sort of thing that you just plug in the back of your, your computer and there are all your games. And I, I think that's awesome, especially again, for the casual fans who don't want to have a crazy rig or don't want to get a console just subscribe to their service and they can still play the games. I think that's that's really cool. And even for people like me who do have all that, it's just convenient to just take that with me. Say I'm going on vacation somewhere. Oh, yeah. Just take that instead instead of taking my laptop or my console. So I think that's awesome. That's a really good point, actually. I didn't think of that. Uh, that definitely let, lends itself to travel a lot easier, especially from these next-gen consoles that they're so big and bulky. Uh sure. Yeah, that's that's a really good point. Um, yeah, uh, Roro, there have been files that have been found in Microsoft F uh, Flight Simulator that has suggested potential VR uh, coming to Xbox Series S and X. This is interesting because Phil has pretty consistently said, "Hey, we're not getting into the VR space because you know it still hasn't." hasn't succeeded essentially is what he, he likes to say it hasn't hit the mainstream it's not selling like gangbusters so it is interesting that this kind of popped up i wonder a long time ago around like right after the xbox one launched they went into a partnership with oculus and the partnership was that uh, that they included like a controller, an Xbox controller back then. This was before the Quest was a thing uh, with their devices and, and they supported them that way. But I almost wonder if maybe they call up uh, Facebook and say, hey, can we use your Oculus devices on our consoles and plug them in and just use them that way? I think that would be very smart. Obviously, the Quest is the the Quest Two is your cheapest entry point right now into VR and is a very good experience for what you pay. Um, so yeah, um, I think that's interesting to to support VR devices that are already existing. I don't think that this is going to mean that. Xbox is going to have a VR headset. I think it just means they they may support a headset that you already own, so to speak. Um, I don't know. You don't have uh, VR right now. Uh, you haven't invested in PlayStation VR, right? Oh, but I I, I did actually. I, I'm such a bad person. The way that I talk about like Facebook, they're getting into my yeah my mainframe and they're putting a chip in me and all that kind of stuff. I, I did look at some Oculus. Quest 2 stuff, and I was like, oh, this is it's pretty cool. <laughs> yeah, pretty cool. And like you're saying with the price, it's pretty good for for what you're getting. Yeah. So I, I hate to say that out loud, but it, it is cool, and I've definitely been looking into that that option. But um, yeah. <laughs> if you get a Quest 2, we got to play. There's some good it's, games in there. Uh, it, it, it did some, some research. <laughs> yes. Yes. But um, I, I love VR experiences like this, like how No Man's Sky does, like you could be in the ship. And I, I think this is really cool, the, being able to literally be the pilot, even more simulation for that for that game. It would be even better. Yeah, yeah, 100% agree. 
exciting stuff. That in Squadrons, I think, would be super cool. Star Wars Squadrons. There is a VR mode for Squadrons, I think. Yes, there is. Yeah. It's awesome. It's so cool. Yes. Uh, Roro, Friday night. So, you know, imagine your perfect Friday night, okay? My Friday night was I was sitting in front of my computer. Uh, Xbox hosted a fan fest live stream. So essentially this was to make up for they normally have a in uh, person fan fest after E3 every year. And obviously they didn't have E3 this year because of COVID and all that. So they started to do this fan fest thing that you could sign up for online. So I signed up uh, as did thousands of other people. And I was on the live stream on Friday and Phil starts dropping some bombs, which I noticed after this happened, we didn't get the uh, stories until like Monday morning when people, I guess, were back to work uh, that Phil dropped these bombs. And I was like, yeah, I was there. I was there Friday when Phil said that we were all freaking out in the chat. Um, but essentially they did a, uh, live stream of like a trivia game. And essentially it was supposed to be a two hour thing where you answer trivia questions and they had multiple tiers of rewards for, for participating. The winner was supposed to win an Xbox series X. Um, and then there would be like so many winners that won gift cards for Xbox. There were so many winners that won, uh, um, like game pass subscriptions there was multiple tiers uh going up and the trivia was a disaster nothing worked yeah nothing worked uh we did one round of trivia and then everything stopped working and it was a complete and utter disaster but it was cool because they brought in a lot of guests uh phil was the last guest on there and uh he essentially apologized for all the issues that they had on the stream and uh, he said, yeah, uh, essentially what he said was, yeah, uh, man, we did a, we'd like to test things and this didn't necessarily go the way we hoped, but we're going to make it up to you guys. I still don't know what that means because I haven't gotten anything yet, but he said they're going to make it up to us. And also he said that, uh, we may, uh, actually develop our own trivia game in the future that is coming from our past. And everyone starts freaking out in the chat because obviously one versus 100 was big on 360 where you could freaking do one versus 100 live, which was super cool and way ahead of its time um, where you could actually win Microsoft points back before they had real money. Microsoft points on one versus 100. Like that's so cool. insane. Yeah. Uh, Roro, been- <laughs> are you going to want to play this if it comes yeah absolutely especially if there's real world rewards yeah <laughs> where i can get like i don't know microsoft points yeah i don't know if there's no equivalent of that now i guess but uh if they can give me like a gift card for five dollars or two cents or whatever it doesn't have to be a lot just like yeah you know a reward for winning that's really cool but yeah. um yeah, I, I hope this does come back i think it'll be really cool to have that on the xbox for sure I was actually thinking about this. This would fit really well right now. Like they could, yeah. And they could do a free to play, free to play game. 
You have microtransactions for cosmetics, like for your character, like have an in-game character that you can customize however you want and let you buy like Marvel costumes or whatever you like. There's so much potential there that they could fund it with microtransactions and that way, purely cosmetic, that would be super cool. Uh, and actually Ryan McCaffrey, I was listening to on Unlocked this week, he suggested two other games as well that would fit this mold. Uh, one being uh, Who Wants to Be a Millionaire, that would be another good fit, and uh, Price is Right as well, which I think Who Wants to Be a Millionaire is probably a better fit because Price is Right, if you're in the audience, that would be a kind of a boring experience, uh, whereas the other two, One versus 100 and Who Wants to Be a Millionaire, you're more involved as the audience. So, yeah, I would be super down for this, and I hope they do this. So That would be cool. Yes. Uh, Roro, moving into the games we are playing. Roro, I finally finished something. I finished the Outer Worlds Peril on Gorgon DLC. That was fantastic. I loved it. The story had a cool twist at the end, which I really liked. Um, so I'm excited for the last expansion for Outer Worlds next year. I think it's coming early 2021. Very excited to play more of that. Uh, Roro, I also checked out the new zombie mode in Warzone, Call of Duty Modern Warfare Warzone, which is very cool, actually. Like, I haven't played Warzone in a long time, and I actually had a lot of fun with this. So essentially, you go in it with your squad, and then when you die, you come back as a zombie, and then you attack the other, yeah, you come back as a zombie and you attack the other players on the map, and if you kill a player, they drop a uh, little vial, and you have to collect two vials. When you collect two vials, you get brought back to life, back into the Battle Royale. Super cool. cool. Yeah. And you get brought back with all of your weapons and everything when you, uh, from when you died, which is even better. Uh, so, yes, I've been having a ton of fun with that. It gets chaotic when you're in, like, the <laughs> final five because there's so many... Yeah, there's so many zombies and like you keep swapping. So like the zombies kill the survivors, then they spawn in and then more zombies and then they kill them and then they spawn in. It just it gets insane. There's so much going on, but I love it. So good. Um, the only reason I'm playing that right now, because I, I do want to try it. Yeah, it's the jump scares from the treasure chest. I'm like, <laughs> no, I don't I don't think I will. Yeah, I I will. <laughs> there are some jump scares for sure. Uh. In Roro, the last game I have been playing, which we alluded to a little earlier, Ghost Runner, which is, man, that game is a ton of fun. And you described it a little bit before um, comparing it to... Uh, uh, what you Katana Zero. Katana Zero, yes. Uh, and here's the way my brain pictured it. Super hot slow motion moments combined with Titanfall's Titanfall mobility... Combined with Doom's gore, combined with Cyberpunk's world. I mean, that just sounds outlandish, but it's so much fun. It is so much fun. It's all one hit kill. So if you get hit once, you're dead. If you hit them once, you're they're dead. But it's all melee combat on your end, and they're shooting projectiles at you. Uh, there's so much depth in the controls and and you know how you go about the areas. Like, there's so many different ways to go about it, which I really love. Uh, 
yeah, I, I'm having a complete blast with this. I've already I've already knocked out like five or six missions. Uh, Sean has joined us finally, uh, but I've already knocked out five or six missions, and I have been having a ton of fun with it. So, uh, and of course, I switched back to the three person, and your names are in the wrong spots. So I apologize. Uh, that's Sean's fault. Uh, I take full responsibility for everything happening. <laughs> so, uh, you may be confused on the screen. It says Sean, but it's actually Roro. But if you're listening to podcast services, nothing changes. So, uh, Roro, what are you playing right now? Um, right now I oh, haven't played any. <laughs> I haven't played anything new really. I've been after after that Bungie Bidoc, which. How dare you not put it in this? I didn't even think about that. I forgot myself, actually. But the new Bungie Viadoc that came out this week, I've just been back on my Destiny craze. I did actually uh, have it in here originally, uh, and then I cut it because I was like, there's so much. So but yeah, yeah, yeah good, talk about but, it. Um, but yeah, I, after watching the Viadoc, I was like, okay, I got to get back into Destiny, prepare for Beyond Light, because it is getting close. It's getting, we're almost there, like two weeks away now, I think. But um, yeah, I've been playing a lot more Destiny, just grinding out some bounties, hoarding some bounties so I can turn them in when the when the expansion comes out and just get a, a boost right there. But um, besides that, I have not been playing a whole lot else. I'm excited to jump into Ghost Runner after what you just said and hopefully try out Watchdog Legion soon. But uh, right now it's just been more Destiny. Sweet deal. Sean, what have you been playing? Uh, unfortunately, I have not played anything this whole week, to be honest with you. Uh, I plan on getting a ghost, and I didn't. Uh, it's just been a crappy work week, um, in my life. I did have a question, though, Daniel. Yeah. Um, do you actually hate me? Uh, what? The reason why I ask is because you jokingly, and I hope to God it was jokingly, Said, oh, next thing you know, the ascent's gonna be laid into 2021, and then you bastard, like a, f I swear to God, I turned on IGN just one time today, yeah. and that's the first article that pops up, and I was like, you gotta be kidding Wait, me. Wait, the ascent was delayed, actually. Until 2021. Oh, I'm like, are you kidding no. me? Oh, I didn't know that. I literally didn't see that. Oh, yep, they got they got announced today, and I was like, I. I was beside myself when I saw that. I'm like, he he planned this. He saw he yeah. paid somebody off on IGN just to do this for me. Yeah, I called I up the devs and said, "Hey, can you guys just delay this a few months?" <laughs> yeah. So now, what am I supposed to do on day one with my Xbox Series X? That was my day one game. Now I have yeah. no day one. I don't know, Sean. I can't help you there. There's not a lot there on day one. <laughs> no, I'm oh. waiting for day seventy at this point. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. Uh, guys, the topic of the show, let's move into there. We spent a ton of time, bro. We did good without Sean. We don't need him. Oh, hey, Sean. Sorry. Uh, Be well. <laughs> topic of the show, uh, the development problems of a couple games. I wanted to uh, kind of highlight that in our topic of the show. First up, I just want to say I apologize to all of our listeners that I said, Cyberpunk went gold, and there's no way it's getting delayed. Here we are. Cyberpunk was delayed until December uh, after it went gold, which I it doesn't happen often. It It's very, very rare that that happens. So I guess the interesting thing here is, is 
it's only a few weeks. It's like three weeks. Uh, I guess it's due one to, days. Yeah, I, I guess it's due to current gen console optimization is what people are saying, um, which, man, that sucks uh, at the same time, because it's like, you know, so many people are going to be playing this on next gen, but obviously you still have to re- release it on last gen. You can't not do that this, you know, deep into the project. But are you guys are you guys surprised by this? I guess I guess I was super surprised. I didn't see this coming at all. Uh, yeah, I, I was surprised, too. I, the last delay was the last delay. Um, but I guess not. I, I am assuming this one will be. Yeah. But uh, 21 days isn't too bad, and it does give room for the other games. I'm sure Assassin's Creed is super happy about this, and I'm, yeah, <laughs> I'm pretty happy about it. I'm, well, I'm not happy about the delay, but I'm glad that I'll be able to dive into Beyond Light a little bit more focus on that instead of jumping back and forth. But... I mean, it does suck for the people working on it because reportedly they learned about it when we did too. <laughs> they learned about the delay close to when the world did. So can't imagine what that was like, but yeah, I'm sad, but understand. This delay at least makes the most sense recently. Um, I mean, I'm, I keep trying to think the ninth. You have Xbox? Uh, Siri or Xbox One, Xbox One X, PlayStation Four, then the two PS5s and the two Series, and then PC. I can only think of eight. I still can't get the ninth. <laughs> um, uh, but Stadia, you said Stadia. Oh God, I forgot that's a thing. Uh, All right, yeah. ninth. Okay. <laughs> the world forgot that's a thing too. <laughs> uh, but that part actually makes the most sense because. Yes, obviously, they probably all knew that this was coming, that, yeah, there are going to be a crap ton of consoles to make this game for. But in my eyes, yet again, this is them saying we are not releasing a poor product on any of the systems, regardless if it's last gen or current gen um, type thing. So I I really actually respect that. And they even came out and said, like, 21 days might not seem a lot, but in the gaming industries, 21 days can be everything. Yeah. Um, and that actually makes a lot of sense uh, in my mind because really it's probably just optimization and making sure everything runs as good as it can. Yeah. Again, and when I am going to play it, I am going to pl- more than likely play it on my uh, Series X because you know I need a game to play on that at this point. Um, so it just makes sense to make sure that game on the Series X is running the best that it can. But if you did not buy a Series X at launch you want to make sure that the Xbox One is still a compatible form to play it on. Uh, what was it? Phil Phil was quoted as this week with doing a bunch of PR and clarification saying every Xbox One game will play on your Series X. So, I mean, they, they have to really focus on that family of consoles. And it looks like Sony is doing the same thing. Stadia is an afterthought. Uh, but I, I, I actually do appreciate the... Uh, I think this is more transparency in the delay. It just sucks that the actual developers did not find out until after the head honchos made that decision. Yeah, for sure. I agree. Uh, It it is unfortunate, but in the end, the game is going to be better for it, I guess, uh, as long as they get the optimizations where they need it to be. And uh, I I hope that the developers don't have to work crazy hours in order for this to, you know, happen um, or at least give them, a lot of overtime or a lot of uh time off after the project is done um 
I don't know. But obviously, I mean, and this is the poster child right now at this point for COVID. Um, I, I yeah. think. I mean, the amount of delays this game has experienced is truly showing what happens in the world when you can't work side by side with your teammates. Yeah. Um, and this game is so many moving parts at once. And CD Projekt Red's not going to release a poor product. So, I mean, they, they have to do their due diligence in time. Yeah, I agree. I agree completely. So, we'll see. Hopefully, uh, this is the final release date and it doesn't delay again. But we'll see. It also uh, isn't... Oh, sorry. It also no, isn't no, you're good. Uh, um, for Game of the Year this year. Now it's next year's. Yeah. So, they lost that opportunity, which kind of sucks. But we'll see if it even gets on the list next next year, hopefully. They get their shot then. Yes. Agreed. Sorry, if anyone's watching the video, I'm fighting with a dog trying to get into my wires down here. So uh, uh, moving on, guys, to Halo Infinite news, because obviously this is uh, this is actually big news for, for once. Uh, so the studio head of Halo Infinite is Chris Lee, and he there's multiple studio heads at 343, and he is the studio head of Halo Infinite's development. He, Chris Lee is leaving 343, but is still part of Microsoft, which I think is interesting. Uh, that is something interesting to, to kind of note there. Uh, and I kind of want to go over what this means for Halo Infinite. So one thing is back in August, we learned Joseph Staten, who is the writer on the original trilogy for Halo 1, 2, and 3, uh, he ha he was hired back in August for a campaign to essentially uh, lead the campaign team for Halo Infinite moving forward. And they also brought in Pierre Hintz, uh, who's from the Master Chief Collection Insider team. He was the lead for that. And he was brought in to kind of lead the multiplayer side of Halo Infinite. And a lot of people back then were kind of, you know wondering what that meant about halo's halo infinite's development and i kind of contributed that to being you know them needing those leaders to for the final push of development so to speak and now with this chris lee information coming out that he is departing 343 uh or not departing microsoft but leaving the halo infinite team that this chris chris lee departure has to have been in the works since then and that that was preparation for that so that they would have two senior uh, leads leading their campaign and multiplayer teams. And w by Chris Lee's comments, it very much sounds like almost he was recruited by someone within Microsoft to go on to something else, something better, so to speak. Uh, I don't know what would be better than um, Xbox's biggest IP, but Microsoft is a huge company, so he could go into, you know, Microsoft HoloLens or whatever. Uh, they have so many different divisions. Um, but he made a quote that said, I have stepped back from Infinite and I, I am looking f at future opportunities. I believe in the team and am confident they will deliver a great game. And now is a good time for me to step away, which that last part is important because he's essentially saying now is my time to exit. So they're in the final stretch of development and they don't necessarily need someone who's at the high level saying, 
oh, this is our vision or whatever, because they already have their vision. They're already, you know, 90% or 75%, whatever you want to attribute it. They're already that far done with development. I don't think that's as big of a deal. Um, and kind of the, my last point was Halo 3 had a ton of management woes and issues during its development, especially in the last year. Uh, it's well known that Jason Jones, the, the founder of Bungie, just completely stopped uh, working on Halo after Halo 2 released. So he wasn't even involved with Halo 3, ODST, or Reach at all. And they've kind of went through a similar thing during those games' development. So I don't think that this will really impact Infinite, so to speak. Uh, I still think it's on track for next year. I, I think it's going to be somewhere in the summer now. I don't think it's going to be uh, holiday 2021 like I kind of thought originally i think it'll be sooner than that but uh what do, what do you guys think about this i know that was a mouthful i just went on and ranted for a while <laughs> about halo but uh we're talking about uncharted right <laughs> not just uh, just series i'm more interested in obviously sean <laughs> you miss me no <laughs> jesus go ahead Ro -Ro. <laughs> well i i, <laughs> I thought it was I, I, whenever I hear something like this, I obviously I just automatically get worried for the development of the game. Um, I I never know. We never know what's really going on when they're more um, open and they're just transparent with us. It feels a little bit better. I don't know how far that quote was for transparency. It was it was pretty good, but I mean, I would like to know a little bit more about like what he's doing, where he's going next. Yeah, and I don't know if it's. If it is, is it a normal thing when a game is getting close to launch for like the director to just to just bounce and just leave it to the team? I, maybe I again I don't I don't know too much about the development side of some of these games sometimes, but I don't know. Somebody leaving always kind of worries me sometimes. I, I, I hope that he's he's he what he's saying is true that the the he trusts the team and the team can take it from here. But it'll be interesting to see if they bring somebody else on instead to replace him. But yeah, I always get worried when stuff like this stuff happens. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's I, I personally, I and Daniel, I understand what you're saying. I think it's just a little bit of a cause for concern at the moment, um, only because. So obviously, we know about the delay. We've known about the delay for months and all that. I was hoping, even though they're not launching with that exclusive, I was hoping we'd see something here coming out, like maybe just. Hey, here's an update. Hey, here's more gameplay footage. And I get the first time around when they showed us the gameplay, it did not get praise and stuff like that. But it just makes me a little nervous that they delayed it to basically an indefinite postmark of 2021. And we haven't seen anything since. I'm not saying they need to keep us informed about everything, but it just makes me a little cautious of where's this game going? I know Phil has full faith in 343, as far as the studio itself, not just the individual leads, but the vision that they're creating for Halo going forward. Um, it's just, it, I think you should be cautiously optimistic that things will work out. Again, I, I think we all say that delays are, for the most part, pretty good yeah. um, to happen. It gives developers time to do everything. But when you start seeing as many exits, it does scare you. Um, I, I think we can all agree that while Uncharted 4 was a nice wrap-up to the story, 
not having Amy Hennig there to m finish off her tale was a, a pretty big disappointment. I, I think a lot could have been done more so with the development of Sam and uh, Nate because uh, we didn't. I don't think they dove too well into that relationship in that uh, game. So it just makes me a little worried when you see these high up people leave those types of products. Especially yeah. stories that they've created too. Yeah, and as we've as I've talked about on this podcast before about the false news stories and the 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 conjecture and all that, this is different than that because this is actual you know this is factual information. This is the lead leaving three four three, so that is substantial. And there is one thing I do want to say that Jason Schreier uh, made one of the his posts about this and. Obviously, I'm blocked by Jason Schreier because yeah. <laughs> I forgot about that. <laughs> yeah, but I uh, I read his article on Bloomberg. He had a lot of wrong information in there. He had he said that this was uh, another string of directors leaving three four three, and I'm like, that's not true at all. The other two people that left, one was creative director Tim Longo, which he was just creative director of one specific instance of the game. Uh, and it was, as I explained before, he was the, the squad-based expert for Halo 5 squad-based combat, so that's why he essentially left. And uh, uh, I can't remember, Mary Olsen, I think, was the other one, and she was a creative person. So I just don't like people t twisting this to say, oh, this is the third big person to leave. No, it's it's really not. It's more like this is the, this is big. This is the top of the top. This is the studio head for Halo Infinite. But I don't think at this point in its development, it's that big of a deal personally. But uh, and I again, like I said, the two hires they made uh, back in August, I think were preparing for this moment. And obviously those two are very capable with Halo's um, franchise. So I don't know. It'll be interesting. I do want to see more, like you said, Sean. I, I want to see more stuff from it. Um, they have been slowly giving us a little bit. Uh, they gave us uh, the the armor coatings and vehicle coatings, which some Halo fans were flipping out about. That's a whole other thing entirely. <laughs> I don't think it's as big of a deal as they're making out to be, but um, essentially you can't choose colors anymore. For multiplayer, you have coatings that they make, so they're going to have a ton of different coatings, but that means that they, you can have different textures and different materials and stuff like that on your Spartans instead of just colors like red and blue. Um, so, and 99% of the time you're playing multiplayer versus each other and it's red versus blue anyways, so your colors don't matter. So, I don't know. People like to point to things that are insignificant, but we will see. Um do you guys have any other closing remarks before we go? I forgot a game that I was playing. Oh. I forgot to mention that I played a spooky game with my girlfriend because there's no way in hell I'm doing it by myself. <laughs> so we played a game, uh, Layers of Fear 2. I played that with her. And if you're into scary games, you should definitely play it. If you're not, don't play it because it's scary. <laughs> that's, that's really all I got to say about that one. Okay. But I, for, I forgot to to play that one what kind of game is that is it fps it's, it's it's in first person uh there's not a lot of combat though as far as i made it we made it pretty far but there was not a lot of comments more just running away from the enemy but uh hmm. yeah it's just going through this ship abandoned ship and there's spooky ghosts on it you're an actor there's a director and it's all this crazy stuff but 
Wow. It's definitely scary. <laughs> Interesting. Definitely try it out. I got it's free right now on Epic Game Store. That's why I was able to to check it out. Sweet yeah. deal. Epic Game Store has a ton of free stuff. They always have something free that's cool. So that's that's awesome. Sean, do you have any remarks about any of our stories before we go? Since I know you missed the beginning of the show. Pretty much all of it. Uh, <laughs> just a couple questions. Did you guys yeah. talk about anything with the Nintendo Direct specifically control? We did not actually. Okay, I was just curious because I just yeah. thought it was. This is the first Western game um, that has now come to us with the streaming that they've already piloted with Assassin's Creed and um, oh, what was the other one? Resident, Resident Evil 7. Seven. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so interesting choice, especially given the non-commercial success of Control. I, I just thought that was very interesting that they went with that. Um, and I really think actually Control is maybe not graphically impressive, but what it's doing behind the scenes is, I, I think, going to push a lot of limits. I mean, um, Roro, I can't remember if you played it, but Daniel, I know you and I have, and just the amount of polygons and textures that are going on with enemies is a little insane, and I don't know if the Switch, even streaming-wise, is going to be able to handle that. I've, I've heard it's doing okay, surprisingly. Like not Yeah, it's, yeah launched, uh, launched yesterday or today, I can't remember. I, I, yeah, I think it was today. But I, I heard that it's, I mean, I don't know if it's amazing, and it's definitely probably not the best place to play yeah. it. But I've, I've heard it's doing better than like how Outer, Outer Worlds was, and that how that turned out, yeah. and I guess, Crisis and stuff. I've heard pretty okay things about it so far, at least. We don't know. Just came out, so and, only time will tell. And Hitman 3 is coming as well, streaming in the future. I saw that. Yeah, I saw that too. Just interesting choices I, maybe that's their way to compete against this coming generation i don't think that's a solution um because of the portability of a switch um i mean as you guys both are it, you generally have a nintendo console and then another console you never just have a nintendo console it, it just seems so weird to me when somebody just owns a nintendo console <laughs> like what are you what are you trying to play <laughs> yeah uh, I just want to point out, I don't know, you guys probably can't see it on your view, but the people at home can see my dog tearing up a cup in the background, so that's great. Uh, <laughs> but, uh, all right, guys, anything else before we go? Yeah, have you? I meant to ask, have you played the Doom Eternal uh, I, DLC yet? I have not. Uh, I just finished the Outer Worlds DLC, so maybe that'll be next. Yeah, just curious. And then also a new Netflix gaming partnership with Assassin's Creed. Yes, we talked. I think we talked about that, that last week. Yeah. Did we? I think it was. I was on last week. week. Wait, was it this week? That, that just came out like yesterday. Oh, I must have missed that one. <laughs> Whoops. Uh, yeah, I do remember that though. Yeah, that would be interesting for sure. Yeah, I mean, they did a great job with The Witcher, in my opinion. And I don't even like The Witcher. True. They got a new Resident Evil series coming too. But anyways, thank you again to everyone joining us both live in the chat on YouTube and on podcast services everywhere, including Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, SoundCloud, Spotify, and Stitcher. Thank you, Roro. Thank you, Sean. I am Daniel, and this has been Podcast PXN, and we are out. Much love and keep on gaming. Deuces. Yeah.